He has his own podcast. What is it, y'all? Get my shit together. Welcome to the Getting My Act Together podcast for Friday, June 10, 2022. How are you doing? How'd the week go? Was it a blur? If you're a working person, it probably was a blur. If you're a parent, it probably was a blur. If you're somebody who likes to drink, it probably was a blur. If you are overextended and stretched too far in all your pursuits in life, it probably was a blur. If you are all of those things, (laughs) then you're me. (laughs) And it was a blur. But you know what? It's Friday night, and I'm going out tonight to tell some goddamn jokes. So if you're in Atlanta, come see me at the Laughing Skull Lounge at 8 and 10.30 p.m. Fuck what you heard. It's cultural appropriation saying that, because that's not an expression that originated in the in the mainstream culture how about that and i just culturally appropriated it but anyway i'm doing some stand-up comedy at the laughing skull lounge at 8 and 10 30 these are showcase shows for those of you who are not familiar with that what that means is there are eight nine it really shouldn't be more comics doing about eight nine or ten minutes a piece i find that if the lineups exceed like 10 comics it's just a lot it becomes a long show excuse me i can't fight off the yawn anyway um as i told you last time i'm working at the laughing skull all weekend uh the friday shows are 8 and 10 30 and the saturday shows are 5 and 8 p.m the which ones would I go to? Well, I would go to all of them. I'm going to go to all of them, so you can go, you know. As I've told you before, if you come to every single one, I will get you into the fourth one for free, okay? That's that's my pledge to you. I'm trying to fix my microphone system here. I'm getting my I'm getting my legs back. I told you that last Sunday show was a little a little slippery. I was, uh, what do you, what do they call it, Bambi on ice, when you're just kind of learning to crawl or walk, learning to walk, but you're also wearing ice skates, or you're not wearing, I don't know what that expression means, but I was uh, struggling to find my footing because I'd been off for two weeks, but good old Limerick rolled around on Tuesday, and I found my footing just fine. I found it just fine. Standing in Limerick was when it is when it clicked for me. So it only took me one. I didn't have a shitty set uh, at that Sunday show, but uh, didn't feel like I hit hit it on hit the ball on all screws. Hit it on the screws, as they say. Uh, anyway, what do you care about that? I'm back. I'm in rhythm, and I I, uh, I have at bats. I have like twenty. Five plus minutes of stage time in the last two nights, so let's go. So that's that's my plan for the weekend. I also will mix in, as you know, farmer's market, swimming lesson with my daughter. Swimming, my daughter is a, she's a fish. We're really working on, if I told you this, if I told you the story of our swimming, so I've told you, you've heard me talk about swimming, and you know that we have 
all these pools to choose from because we're so fancy. That's a, you know what, that's a fucking index of a good life. How many pools are you able to go to? That's a, we're doing well, okay? Some guy told me today, he's like, I just, I just want to make sure I'm a good dad. And, uh, you know, so I ask him, <laughs> well, don't lead the witnesses. He, he really wants to be a good dad. Um, and he tells him that, which is kind of cool, but it's also like, yeah, I don't know. He's been in a lot longer than I have. I've told you about all the pools we have. Within a two-mile radius. Not even a two-mile radius. With like a... Yeah, without within... Within four-tenths of a mile, we have two neighbor pools. Uh, Uncle Bill, as he's known. He lets us use his pool. And then we have the neighbors down the street I've told you about where... Neighbor listens to the podcast murdered in that set. I think the podcast was probably recorded in early, mid-2021, and it probably was called a tough follow because he was destroying down there with the neighbors. Anyway, that is a neighbor pool. But then we also have church pool near us, which is where my daughter takes lessons on Saturday mornings and sometimes Monday evenings. And then we also have the, what do you, what do you call it? We have a, uh, a city of Atlanta pool near us. So we have a parks and rec pool, a public pool. It's a public pool until like 5 p.m. And then they're like, listen, you can't be, you can't be just coming into this neighborhood, I guess. I don't know whose rule that is, but it's a public pool. So anybody can go and pay, I think, a nominal fee. And then members, for people who live in the neighborhood, can buy a, is it a subscription? A membership. So we have those four pools to choose from. And the neighborhood pool, the park, we call it, so it's, we have Bill Pool, the last name of the other family pool is what it's called, Uncle Bill's Pool, Church Pool, Uncle Bill's Pool, Neighbor's Pool, and Park Pool. Now that the weather's warming up, we spend most of our weekends trying to, uh, well, what do we do? We we do it at, uh, I know, this, I, I'm finding my podcasting footing still, too, so give me a fucking break. I always think about this show in terms of, like, the Howard Stern show, which I used to listen to, I f- you know, it was the golden age because I listened to it, but I, I didn't, I, was, I never liked the, you know, the porny gonzo kind of Howard. I liked him in the post Artie post. Artie was great on the show. Don't get me wrong, but the more mature, reflective, thoughtful, you know, Howard of the early two thousands and maybe the last time I had access to it because I because it was on terrestrial radio, I guess. And I know I could go listen to it on YouTube. Um, but I know that there are segments of Howard. Sh- so I, I, I like, I, I loved listening to Howard. I loved listening to Howard. And now I just don't have time 
I'm not in the car for 45 minutes. I, I don't have a lot of downtime to just listen to someone talk like you apparently do. <laughs> and I'm grateful for that. I, I am so grateful for that. And I never, ever discount. And that's why it kills me when comics don't try. Those fucking people are in the audience and they are giving you their most precious resource. Their greatest asset is their time and attention. Just try. And I, so you're probably saying to me like, yeah, dude, listen to your own advice. I don't take for granted that you're giving me your time. And that's, it's really kind of inspire. It's, it's really inspiring. It makes me feel good inside. Even though right now I'm just saying that and I'm not experiencing the emotion. (laughs) It it makes me, it's now I'm starting to feel the emotion. I really appreciate it. So I used to listen to Howard and there would just be like some topics that he would start talking about and I'm tying it back to my own my own performance there would be some topics that he'd just start talking about that I would just automatically tune out and I'm not going to well I like when he would talk about Beth's work at the uh, Beth is his wife her work like at the animal shelter and it was never funny it was never interesting it was just uh you know he loves and supports his wife and he's probably sitting there going fuck you dude well yeah well fuck you too howard um but like there were some things like you know you you watch a program or you listen to a podcast and, and and i'm wondering about my own so feel free to write in and instead of writing great letters as you do and having spirited discussions on how you would feel if someone asked your pronouns or what kind of chocolate bars you like or anything in between let me know what parts of the podcast you tune out that would be it's and i'm sincere now i mean i've been sincere god damn it i'd never have told a lie in my life oh i used to love to lie Ugh, the hallmark of the insecure the lie i'm telling you this thing because i want you to see me this way Oh, so sad. But I was insecure and I told a lot of lies. But now I'm not fucking telling you a goddamn mistruth at all. I'm not the former president of the United States of America, Donald J. Trump, the 45th. Watch what you say. There was a guy in the crowd the other night. I'm like, you have an AR-15. He's like, yep, I do. And I'm like, well, I hope. And then by the end of the show, I'm like, I hope you don't use it against me. But then by the end of the show, uh, there were some assholes in the crowd. And I'm like, hey. Let's go get that AR <laughs> and use it on these people. See, I'm getting my sea legs back. Just being a dick uh, at, in all the right moments. I used to wonder about, and I, I didn't used to wonder. What I'm asking you is write in and tell me the parts when you tune out. Like if I say, so here's trans issues, or here is... Uh, talking about my daughter or here is you know limerick like people in chicago they don't like when i talk about limerick because they live in chicago which sucks for them because it's only nice two months of the year but when it is my goodness what a great city city of my birth by the way i used to tune out like parts of howard as soon as he'd like cue up a topic about beth talking about the or beth and the What did I say? Animal shelter. So tell me which parts, the what part of the podcast you uh, tune out. And then 
after that, I will, of course, talk about your email, yesjoesmith at gmail.com. I will talk about it on the podcast and handle it the way it needs to be handled. Um, but I won't bury you. I won't state your name or dox you or anything like that. But what will be really interesting is then for you, the listener, to to try to decide how much of a how how suggestible I am, how much I would respond to that email, and they're like, "Wow, that person said they don't like when he talks about this, and he's never once talked about it." Maybe you hate when I talk about farmers market and Eggman, Nomad Hens. Also, don't. Nomad Hens is his company now. He's gone solo, I think. But don't sleep on Grateful Pastures. Delicious eggs that almost cost a dollar a piece. And that's hard to beat. And you know what? I wonder, they were $10 a box, a carton, before there was hyperinflation. Now, of course, I haven't bought one in a while. I wonder if they're still 10 bucks. Now 10 bucks doesn't seem so bad, I guess. What are the parts of the podcast that you don't like? And then if you write in and tell me, I'll talk about them. And then what you'll need to do is you'll need to listen to see how much I conform or comport myself to meet your expectations. Like you might say, hey, the podcast, like that fucking idiot, not idiot, that really nice listener who left the four out of five stars suggesting maybe I could get Aaron Rodgers to sit next to me and tell me about all the research he did. <laughs> that was a nice review. Hey, I like the podcast. You know what would be really cool? Uh, get somebody else talking. Yeah, well, dude, I did. I had my daughter on, on one of them. You remember, she was back there probably a year ago. But you could say to me, like, yeah, the podcast is great. Here's what would enhance it. And I don't really, you know, that's not what I want you to do in the review. If you ask 15, you just put five stars up there. And hopefully it doesn't sound too insecure. Like, tell me what I can do to do better. But if there is like, oh, it's great, except for this thing, then I'll just have to toughen it up and listen and internalize it. Or dismiss it and say you don't represent the masses anyway. All of which is a long, belabored way of saying, I wonder if there are times where I say, and then my daughter and I went to the swimming pool, and everybody just closes their eyes and nods off. Or if that's just for people under the age of 25. Even though in Georgia, that's not old to have a kid, it doesn't seem like. That seems like a kind of a normal age. When we moved here, it was like, why are these... High schoolers pushing a stroller down the street. And I'm not talking about just redbirds. I'm talking about just normal people. <laughs> God, how dumb was Hillary? What did she call what did she call Trump supporters? Uh she, well Trump called country shitholes. What did Hillary deplore she she called them deplorables? Was that the turn of phrase? Oh my God! How did she? She essentially just crystallized their impression of her. I'm better than you, and you're deplorable. When many of those people are deplorable, there are many deplorable people in the world. Okay, just like there are many shithole countries. It's not exactly presidential, 
or uh, aspirant presidential like Hillary to say those things. But it's true. There are deplorable people in the world. There are shithole countries, right? <laughs> anyway, do you just tune out? When I, all right. So we have four pools to choose from, which is an index of how well your life is going. How close are you to books and libraries, I think, is one index. Uh, what's a library? Um, but another one should be how, how access to the pool. So we have a City of Atlanta pool. Um, see, I'm back. City of Atlanta pool that we pay a member. Here's the story. Two miles away from us, there's a really fancy neighborhood that has a private pool. And some fancy friends of ours said, you should join our pool. I don't know if I've told you, but I dropped out of high school. And my wife and I, uh, but then I went back to school and got a bunch of degrees. My wife is a public school kid. We're public school kids. We did not grow up in Atlanta or fucking anywhere else society. So it's kind of great because if we meet society fancy people we're at peace and not worried about like you have a bigger mercedes and keeping up with the joneses and all that stuff and facing those pressures we just we, we just aren't wired that way like i gotta get a bigger car watch uh younger girl well i mean younger girlfriend of course but you don't want an older there was a comic by the way at the uh, laughing skull i'm gonna I'm, all the threads are coming together i'm going to that pool I'm going to fancy people, and I'm coming back to my daughter's pool. But there was a middle-aged woman who did con- who went to the Laughing Skull open mic the other night, and uh, we still we briefly chatted after the show about comedy and you know what you know what's it like and how do you write and I'm like I don't I dude I don't know I just <laughs> I just I don't know I'm I'm trying to get my act together you know that. But she, she's married and has two kids, and she was saying that her bit was, um, I didn't really hear her on stage, but she said one of her early comedy forays was, uh, how did she characterize it? Uh, about, you know, getting older and being, quote, unfuckable. And she explained to me what that meant. She was like, you know, like, you know, men don't find me attractive anymore. And just to chase the joke, I was like, well, yeah, of course not. I mean, look at you. But really, then I started thinking about it. She really could have a just, and if you're listening, <laughs> she could have a wealth of uh, opportunities to write that. Like, uh, you're still going to be, uh, it's a strong word for me to say more than once, but I'll say it one more time, fuckable. Um, uh, uh, how about appealing? That's more like my wheelhouse. But you could write the hell out of that joke. You could write it forever about like, I used to be worried about that, but and I'm not writing her material. I'm just saying like there's a lot of different ways you could go. Uh, I used to be like that, but uh, then I realized there's men don't give a shit. It really is, is what it will come down to. You know, and, and what you really want to do probably is just isolate yourself. Because if you're going to be around younger women, sure, you don't want to get caught up in a fertility war those are just you know pheromones more powerful than um, than we know what to do with 
and you're going to, you know, dude's going to be drawn to the 24-year-old, and that's why she gets pregnant in Georgia. But you could, anyway. Now I am lost. And I apologize for that. I don't know how I got to her and that uh, fancy people. I don't know. I, I don't know. But you know why? Because it's midnight. That's why. And I'm drained. And that's not an excuse. I'm soldiering on. I don't know how I got to that that woman. I really don't. You do. Because you've been listening, uh, dare I say, patiently. So I will take you back to the pool situation. My wife and I are not society people. We're not fancy people. Uh, we've done okay. So we can, you know, we occasionally move around fancy people. Like I said, we live in a nice neighborhood. The smallest house, but... You know, it's still a nice house. Um, anyway, there's a fancy neighborhood a few miles down the road. And and I'm still trying to figure out, how did that woman from the Laughing Skull open mic get into the story? Like, of course nobody wants to have sex with you. You're old. <laughs> oh, maybe those pressures? I don't, maybe those pressures? I don't So there's this fancy neighborhood with a private pool down the road. And... My wife and I went there once or twice over the years as guests of some people. And it's pretty nice. But it's just a pool, right? There's not like a bar, which is our first uh, interest, I guess. Or We don't play tennis, and there are tennis courts, but and we're not golfers. Well, And they don't have a fucking golf course. So, like, here's the thing. They said, you should join, and I'll put the membership director i'll give her your email so the membership director sent us a thing hey so and so said you were interested in joining the pool and we we're like yeah we'll be this is before we had a kid too by the way we'd be interested absolutely that'd be great you know really we just want to we're we're both water kids i mean we're not kids at all but we grew up in the water so we're like yeah totally love to uh, join and she's like okay well you need to apply this is what this woman told us so it's not it's not a country club where you have to douche out and have other douchebags refer you in again if you play golf i get it i guess if you're racist sure it makes sense <laughs> but for somebody like me who's not into golf and is only a little bit racist it doesn't make sense to join a country club it's not it's not my not my cup of tea. But this is like a it's just like a private pool with a country club vibe, I guess. So the membership director or whatever, hey, <clears throat> here's the application for the pool. And I couldn't even tell you what I I wish if I had the podcast back then, of course, I would be vigilant about telling you all the questions that they asked me. I, but I have no idea what they were. All I remember is there was a fee to apply. And because we care and like these people so much, uh, even though my wife and I like, they, the fee might have been $200 to apply. It might have been $200. I wish I still had, which is just an insane amount of money for anything, candidly, let alone to purchase access to be around 
you know, people who like to pay to have access to other people who like to pay to have access. I'm trying to think. Maybe. Yeah. So not that it was before we had a kid. It might not have been $200. It might have been $120. So it might have been 12 dozen. It might have been 144 eggs from Grateful Pastures would have been the fee but I, I, I now I can't what, what are you going to ask someone are you are you cool like are you Jew are you Catholic are you do you have friends who are black like I can't even remember what the questions were but we paid the fee $120 or $200 and, you know, and for those of you who live in Atlanta, you might get this. There are some days in the summer where you're like, I'll give you my car if I can go in that pool. That's just so hot and so miserable. It's like, I just need access to a pool. And this was before we had access to all these other pools. Because you know what? <laughs> we didn't socialize with any of our neighbors, really, except for the adults with no kids or kids out of the house, until we had a kid. So there were pools around us. We just didn't ever seek them out. But this pool with the application said, congratulations, you've been accepted into this pool. And what do you get for that? You get to use the pool. You don't get anything else. I mean, if you play tennis, you can do that. But we don't do that. And I was like, okay, we're in the pool. It's a couple miles away. Great. Um, how do we sign up? And the woman said, it is $10,000 to join the pool. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say that. $10,000. Okay, well, thank you for, thank you for taking our hundred and twenty or two hundred dollars. And I was like, well, you know, can we pay like? <laughs> we don't know if we're gonna live here forever. We don't know if we like you. Can we pay like, you know, a much smaller amount for a certain amount of years? And the woman politely said, No, you can't. You cannot do that. So you compare ten grand for a pool you can use in Atlanta for what three months, something like that, with the city of Atlanta pool, which is also three four months, but is a few blocks away from our house, and I believe is less than three hundred dollars for the whole summer. So really, what we our application fee would have covered our city of Atlanta pool. And the city of Atlanta pool is awesome. But by not going to the 10 grand pool, now that we have a daughter, we probably have uh, fucked her forever. That's what I mean. Like, my wife and I are going to be competitive for our daughter getting opportunities. I don't think we're going to be like, I hope, I hope, and, and check me if you hear me like douching out about like, I told, you know, the admissions counselor, that this is bullshit that my daughter didn't get in. She has a 5.9 GPA. 
but we're not we're not going to we're going to do most things to enable her to keep doors open for her i suppose enable her success but we're not going to be obsessed with we have to figure out a way to spend 10 grand to go to this pool so all of her friends and her friends parents are hedge fund managers who fucking cares we don't we don't because we don't need her to be a billionaire or a centimillionaire or whatever we want her to be we want her to pursue something in life that she can sink her teeth into okay hopefully having old parents who have a house uh that she'll get someday will give her some you know freedom to maybe not grow up with a silver spoon in her mouth but will give her an opportunity to be selective hey you want to be a chef respectful i'm mean, respect for anything. you want to be a chef you want to be a, you want to be a banker just try to do that instead of something that you have to do right is i think that's a goal i think that's a good goal try to do something yeah that's what we all want to do we want to do something that we want to do rather than something we have to do but at the same time we're not going to keep up with the joneses and try to try i don't know how on earth we would come up with 10 grand to pay for her to go to fucking for us to go and her to go to the pool just so we can be around people i don't want to have friends that pay 10 grand to go to a pool i mean i'll tell you what i want i want to be friends with them so they invite me to go to the pool and that's what i had and that's what i still have (laughs) but to be totally clear i haven't gone to that pool since my wife and i decided not to pursue a relationship all of which is to say did i go too far in the pools maybe did i start talking about my daughter i'm wondering if you listen to the howard stern show and immediately silence the podcast when you hear me about talking about my daughter maybe but this weekend we're going to go to the pool we're not going we're going to go to church pool for the lesson we're not probably going to go to neighbors pools but park pool has a diving board this is what i was trying to get you get you to and my daughter is almost swimming she can swim. I told you she's stubborn, which I like more and more by the day, especially when it's not directed at me. <laughs> a, to- a, a, a daughter's stubbornness is like leadership courage. Like you love it until it's done to you, right? Every leader says they want courage. Like I, I want you to tell me the truth and call my bullshit and check me until it actually happens. And that's kind of what I feel like with my daughter at times. But I I get it. I'd much rather have her be a hard ass, be stubborn, you know, than be the opposite. I don't don't want to do everything everybody says. So they have the diving board at the pool. I don't know if I've told you this. My daughter is three. She jumps off the diving board and swims to me about like six feet from her she'll jump i'll be i go off first and the other day she asked dad what do you do with your legs she, and i never thought about it I was just treading water but she could see me like my legs moving and i like that's one of those things like fuck i never would have thought to tell her that here's what i'm doing i'm doing egg beaters to stay afloat so i can catch you she went off the diving board last year for the first time and fucking sails off like one of those uh, 
one of the extreme athletes that you see in the Swiss or French Alps with those like, I don't know what you call them. They look like stingrays almost, right? Like Tampa, Ray, Tampa Bay devil rays. They flap out their arms. That's how she goes into the pool and belly flops. And it's very painful for her because the diving board is whatever it is off the off the water. Three feet, four feet, something like that. It's not a high dive, but maybe it's, I don't know, maybe it's, it's more than three feet. Maybe it's ten feet? Six, maybe it's, I don't know, you know, it's, it's diving board one. It's not a high dive. But she will, like, splat herself. So we've been working on jumping with, you know, her feet, which she's getting better at. And the other day she jumped off feet first and then also went, like, ten miles underneath the water. <laughs> And then she comes like popping up with her goggles on and her hair and her face. It's pretty funny. Like, <gasps> so that's what we're going to all of that to say. That's what we're going to be working on this weekend. Yes, that's what we're going to be working on. We're going to be working on the laughing skull. And I'm trying to hold on one second. I want to get this this uh, note, this email that I got just one second that I wanted to read. And then I'll let you get back to your lives. Uh, hold on one second. OK, so. <clears throat> what I wanted to read <clears throat> was we got we got we got another email from LNC and <clears throat> as we only have 12 minutes left in this podcast before she gets home from work I'm going to skim it she said she'd never heard of Topo Chico uh, but googled it and sure enough Trump hated it because it's from Mexico and I see how fake news works because, or not fake news, but uh, it's like telephone. I don't, LNC, who I trust, but I don't know where she got that. And then I'm repeating it to you, and it's like, then it becomes a real thing, Trump versus Topo Chico. And anyway, she said, is it like Zima? And I got to be honest, she said, well, she said she'll never try it since I said it tastes like perfume. Uh, it does. Is it like Zima? You know what? I never had Zima. I, I once had like a sip of a Smirnoff ice thing. Uh, I don't know. And also then I Googled Topo Chico and it says, why is Topo Chico bad for you? And again, is it just spreading bullshit? Maybe because there's an article that says Topo Chico and several other of these uh, quote unquote um, carbonated beverages have all these terrible chemicals for you. So I'm not telling you anything's true. I'm not like other podcasts that tell you dumb shit is true. I'm telling you, uh, stop Googling shit. But then, like, go to look for sources that say .edu and, dare I say, .gov, okay? Because then you get the truth. All right. I don't know if it tastes like Zima. I got to be honest with you, Ellen, because I never had a Zima. They never looked good. And then she jumps to, she said, I think, and you remember she works in healthcare. She said, I think most of us have mournful eyes these days. Well, that's too bad. Remember I was talking about the flight attendant who had faraway eyes. Rolling Stone song. A girl with faraway eyes. I grew up 
loving the Rolling Stones. I liked them more in my 20s and my 30s. And uh, I got to admit, as much as I still love the songs and what they meant, a lot of that, not just the appropriation, okay? And and I, I love the Stones. I've loved Keith. But just the, the fucking, the lyrics just don't hold up. And I'm not saying, you know, you have to judge them or evaluate them within the context of time and all that. It's just like Brown Sugar was on the other day. I was like, what are we doing here? Girl, and what made me think of that, because the girl with Far Away Eyes, which is a song where Mick is like doing like a country parody almost. Uh, you know, it's a driving home early one Sunday from Bakersfield listening to gospel music on the colored radio station. It's just like, all right. It's just, it's, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't age well, to say the least. I think most of us have mournful eyes these days, she says. Working in healthcare, I know most of us have mournful eyes that sit just above our masks. And it's mostly because we have to show up for the sick and hurting and still be mom and or dad when we go home. Just a thought. Yeah. I feel you. It is a Friday fucking podcast, Friday morning podcast, so I want to try to be like, yeah, everybody go out and have a great time. But you're right. And you know what? Uh, being a flight attendant is not health care, but I imagine it is incredibly stressful and Ellen, feel free to weigh in on this. In a healthcare setting, at least, I don't want to say it's easier than being a flight attendant, but there are compatriots. It's never, I mean, you have numbers, right? There, there are other healthcare workers, whether they're nurses, physicians, doctors, and nurses, doctors, x-ray techs, whoever. There's a squad of people who work for one team. Whereas on an airplane, it's like three flight attendants versus 200 people on the plane. That's got to be, it's got to take its toll. Or five flight attendants against 200, whatever it is. And the mask thing, of course, it's a great point you make. Uh, mournful eyes that sit just above our mask because... The woman on the plane, the flight attendant, was wearing a mask. So I had no idea what was going on below. Anyway, thank you for that perspective, Ellen. Ellen here, here's the thing I want to re read that she uh, that connected to a previous podcast uh, in, a, in a question, let's say. She said, I wanted to play devil's advocate for a minute and expound on the previous question of the week. Well, feel free. Shoot your shot. She says, I would never question a trans person or try to... Well, that's... I believe you, and we have goodwill. She has... This is a listener who has a lot of goodwill established, but that's also like, I would never say anything racist. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm not... I'm just giving you a hard time. I would never question... She says, I would never question a trans person or try to insert my life insert myself into their life and pretend to know what they feel. So far, so good. And what they feel. Well, how do you know it's they? How do you know it's 
it the pronoun, not it the fucking person, you monster. Is uh is they, but very considerate to say they. So I will ask this question of you, Mr. Host, in a hypothetical way. You said that if you did transition and Yep, this is not the best podcast to be a first time listener. You said that if you did tra- if you did transition and you were out and about one Saturday night and quote other people did not recognize you as that bitch. Yeah, and you know what? I I fucked around with that a little bit at Limerick the other night. I didn't go as far as I really probably should have, but I think it might have legs. Like I if I am going to transition, I could to a woman and I'm not, I'm just hypothetically here. I want everyone to come up and go, "Hey girl, what's going on?" I don't want you to be like, "What are your pronouns?" Like I want to be that bitch. Or okay, they did not uh, other people did not recognize you as that bitch or may have even questioned your pronouns from your perspective would it be safe to say that even if you okay yes that's what i said so then ellen i want to underline her point here she says from your perspective would it be safe to say that even if you did everything you could to transition into the truest form of yourself you would still get upset that you're clearly male or clearly female and someone still misgendered you. Safe to say you would still get upset that you're clearly male or clearly female. Um, I'm not sure we're on... I'm not sure that I understand exactly what you're saying, and I know there's another question coming here. Clearly male or clearly female, and someone still misgendered you. Well, I think we we were talking about, are we talking about clearly male or clearly female? If you're representing something that is stereotypically and now I'm going to get myself into the we're too late in the podcast to get myself in the soup here but if you're representing what are you talking about representing something that uh, a stereotype an image a representation that is meant to be clearly female or is it like I still look masculine despite uh trying to look like a woman trying to represent not look like a woman trying to represent who I really am as a person you would still get upset you still get upset that you're clearly male or clearly female and someone still misgendered you well yes that would be but that's not exactly my point that's not exactly what I was saying I, I misgendering someone is awful to do especially if you know you're doing it that's really terrible so here's our last question so my question would be that would then be did you transition for the validation of others or did you do that for yourself i was just curious i believe that no one should seek validation of anyone else Well, no, my if if I transition, no, the, the whole point or the ridiculous premise I set up was if I transitioned and I was trying to really empathize with with people who have 
really try to put myself in their uh, heels. Not at all for the validation from other people, but other people do validate us. But that's not what you do. Like it or not, we care what the group thinks about us. It shouldn't give us exclu- our, our whole being and meaning and identity. But it's adaptive, by the way. Not to you, Ellen, but just... it. It's good to have the group value you and validate you. You know what I mean? Because... If the group says, fuck this person, that's very dangerous for you as the individual because then you're on your own. And you might say, yeah, fuck the world. Yeah, but that's how I was a teenager and look how that turned out. No, you no, you don't do it for that. And I'm not saying I would have done that. And I'm, I doubt most fucking trans people and most trans people don't transition for other people's acceptance. I... As, I I don't want to speak, you don't want to speak, I don't want to speak for the trans experience, but I bet the number of trans people who have transitioned for other people is 0%. It's just a prediction. I don't know what the data suggests. I was just saying that I would want the, I don't know, validation is such a strong, I think kind of charged word. No, I would not, but it would not have been done for anyone else other than the person who was going through the transition. No one should seek validation from anyone else. No, you shouldn't seek it, but it's, I don't think you should seek it, but you should, I think, and this is not to be prescriptive and tell people what to do, you should care about if the group embraces you, okay? That's what I'll say. What's the group? Well, the group that aligns with your values, let's say. And that's different for everyone. Maniacs are going to be embraced by maniacs. Uh, People who don't live like that are going to be embraced by people who don't live like that. Uh, But no, you shouldn't seek validation. But you should be attuned to how much the group embraces you. And this goes back to like you incel jerk-offs that I talked about back when uh, we couldn't go outside. Being embraced by the, your, your fellow fuckwads online is, it's, a, it's like a loser cyclone, you know. You need to get into the real world a little bit and see if the real world embraces you. And I'm not talking about, you know, listening to Drake. <laughs> Drake's embraced by too many people because it's low-hanging, it's music for children. I don't know. I don't I don't know anything about Drake. No, you should but you should not seek validation, but you should have some respect for does the group embrace me or not? Because if it doesn't, that's a sign that maybe you should adjust. And I'm not talking about conforming. I'm talking about being seen as a citizen of of whatever population we're talking about. Does that, make, does that make sense? My thought on that? Ellen, oh my gosh, she has more. And I'm already 47 minutes into this. And Ellen's sitting in her parking lot, uh, driveway, dying of love, just cracking her ass up, listening to me talk about this. I'll just read the end of it and let her give her the last words. She says, as far as this week's question, I don't think I was anyone's catch that got away. I really didn't learn my value until I recently started on this journey of loving myself and those close to me. 
I was no good to anybody else until I realized my worth. That's it. That's that's exactly how I feel. She said, I hope you have a safe weekend are getting your groove back, Stella. Peace and metal. Two, two. No, you're supposed to do four or five. <laughs> because 15 does one five. Uh, yeah, you're not going to be until you appreciate your value. And other people can help that through their actions, help you see your value. All right. Hope you have a safe weekend. And I used to not like when people would say, okay, be safe, have a safe weekend. But every time I arrive somewhere public now, in Atlanta and the United States of America, and when I get home without being shot, I do feel like it was a success. And you know what? It was. So don't get shot this weekend, all right? (laughs) And thanks for listening. I'll talk to you on Tuesday. Big announcement coming up about Limerick, so uh, make sure you circle back, and I won't talk about the pool or the kid. Or maybe I will. Let me know all the things that make you tune out. All right, have a great weekend. I hope you make the most of it.